0: To Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji.
1: With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning
0: from Upasana. It's a beautiful day
1: here. Before we begin, let's take a moment just to arrive and settle down. So wherever you are, just make
0: yourself comfortable, get grounded, lighten your mind and close your eyes. bring your attention to the breath. Just welcoming the breath with gratitude in your heart. For a moment, just bring the thought of
1: how smooth this breath is how nurturing this breath is. Breathing out any tension, any restlessness, anxiety. Welcome that lightness in your heart as your mind escorts the breath in and out. Very simple. Breathing in, you are aware of the breath coming in. Breathing out, you are aware of breath going out.
0: Nothing more.
1: Feel the calmness in your eyes. That peace settles down even more as all the restlessness, anxiousness settles down like sand
0: settles in a glass of water.
1: For a moment, become aware of the space between the two breaths you have breathed in before you begin to breathe out there is little time space. After you have breathed out before the next breath comes in, there is little space. You may want to suspend the breath for a moment, wherever it is. And before you begin to stress out, release it. Just to accentuate the feeling of breath coming in, being with you and going out.
0: Relax your neck, shoulders,
1: spine, softening the belly, get grounded even more. Let the breath rise from that grounding towards your heart and return back to the
0: navel. Now suspend the breath wherever it is for a moment. Pause it. Bring your attention to your heartbeat.
1: Each beat of the heart creating ripple throughout your whole body, pulsating. Release the breath before you begin to tense. Now bring the attention towards the stillness of your eyes. Imagine your eyes are being absolutely still. Mind rests. In the center of the forehead. Stillness of the mind begins with the stillness in the eyes. When you are aware of the stillness of the eyes, even your breath seems to cause a little disturbance. Even suspend the breath for a moment.
0: Totally focusing on the stillness of the eyes. Pause the breath. and then release before you stress out.
1: And slowly we open our eyes Welcome ourselves. welcome each other. Thank you for your presence. It's such a beautiful feeling to sit with you every Sunday in the satsang, keeping the company of the truth.
0: What is the truth?
1: Aham Brahmasu. I am a divine being. That is one and only truth. Each one of us has to look at ourselves as a pure divine being. The rest is Maya. All our attachments. All of our aspirations, notion of gain and loss. We have come alone, we leave alone. We came in this world absolutely pure, whole, complete,
0: in peace. Our Atma. Our soul is absolutely pure, unblemished, eternal.
1: We took this birth and then things of the world began to cause layers after layers after layers. And we began to identify with those layers and the pure, atma gets covered, remains buried. So this is a wonderful time to sit with it and acknowledge that there is a part of me that's absolutely pure, absolutely whole. This month I have been talking about the basics of the Or spiritual life or practice. We have talked about meditation, mantra, guru, and our struggles. We may have a spiritual practice. We may be meditating, praying, doing whatever we think is the right thing to do. Still,
0: we get caught we get perturbed. For a spiritual aspirant,
1: it is very important to also protect what you have. It's called raksha. Raksha means protection. If you do not practice protection, protecting that peace within and all the work that you do through your meditations and prayers. When adversity comes towards you, you forget all about that peaceful state of mind. You jump right into that irritation. Bhavakina Ram has mentioned in his book, Vivek Sar, a beautiful, Stranger. It is said, Atam Ratcha Char Bidhi, AC Sahaj Subodh, Daya Bivek Vichar Lahi Sant Sang Arodh. Meaning, for protecting that self which is ever pure, whole, peaceful. There are four things that one should always pay attention to. First is Daya. Daya means compassion.
0: What is compassion? Feeling the
1: pain of the other. Whenever we are interacting with people, we are interacting in the society because of our ego. We are always so concerned about ourselves. How am I feeling? I'm being hurt.
0: I'm being judged. I am not being treated right. We're focused on myself. Baya means feeling the
1: pain of the other whenever we are interacting in the world. Instead of our attention always being on ourselves. If we're able to stop, take a step back, take a deep breath and pay how the person in front of me is feeling.
0: What can I do to make the person in front of me feel a little better about themselves?
1: There. It's just one little translation of there. There is a big word. But here I'm just speaking about compassion, feeling the situation of the other. Vivek. Vivek is discernment, knowing what is good and what is not good. Sometimes things that are not good, but they feel good in the moment. They feel good to the ego. A part of us knows that I shouldn't be flowing in that direction. But another part forces us to flow in that direction.
0: But little bell rings. Little bell is always there telling us, this is not right. This is not the way I should be.
1: But the ego keeps forcing us in that direction. Bewake, knowing what is right
0: and what is not right. Being able to stop ourselves, take a step back from whatever direction we are flowing is very important to protect the self. Vichar, thought. What kind of thoughts are going on in my mind? Sometimes we are very critical of the self, always looking at all the negativity or the weakness that we have, or the other has. Paying attention to what kind of thoughts are ringing, going in my mind all the time. Do we ever think I am
1: pure, I am whole? Whatever is disturbing me, It's just just a guest. It's a guest. It's not a permanent guest that has moved in the house. It's here for a while. It will go. Even having that kind of idea about our thoughts, that our thoughts come and go, we do not attach ourselves to those thoughts and begin to identify with them. If we have to
0: identify, we keep identifying with our pure self. Contemplation is another translation of bichara. What is contemplation? We hear the word contemplation what do we contemplate? If there is anything
1: worth contemplating, it is that I am pure, I am whole. First, I am pure, I am whole. Then bringing the same thought towards the other, trying to see the divinity in the other person. Usually our mind always goes towards negativity the weakness. A true contemplation is really being able to see the good in the other and being able to see good in myself. And fourth and the most important thing is Sangha, sat Sangha. The company we keep. The company we keep forms our thoughts. In Kali Yuga, in this day and age, for a spiritual aspirant, it's very important to pay attention to the company one keeps. Company of people and also company of the thoughts in my own head. It is said the best company to keep is your mantra. best company to keep is whatever form you have about your practice. Keep remembering that. Keep remembering the beauty of it the richness of it, the meaning of it. That is the satsang. Yes, we sit in satsang, we sit with each other and think about these things, but the rest
0: of the time, we are in the company of something. In
1: Kali Yuga, the best company is your mantra, your remembrance, of the divine presence in whatever form you may have. And if you don't have any divine form, just staying in remembrance, staying in the remembrance of goodness in everything, in every situation. Sangat se guna hota hai, sangat se guna jaye, baas phas ar misri, ekay bhaav vikai. It's a, sangat se, it is because of the company we keep, we obtain virtues and we lose virtues depending on the company we keep.
0: In India, you go to
1: buy a little Prasad, little sweet sweets. They put the sweets in a basket made out of bamboo, then weigh it. And then you pay for whatever, a pound of sweets. But here, because that bamboo basket kept the company of sweets, it's sold at the same cost, same price. Bamboo is very cheap. But because it's keeping the company of sweets, it's weighed and priced at the same value as the sweets. Sangat se guna hai, sangat se guna jaye, baas aru misri, eka The bamboo basket kept the company of the sweets. It was priced much higher than if it was just sold all by itself. Depending on the company we walk in, we keep. If somebody is looking at us, oh, so he is with that person. Okay, so that person is like that, so he must be like that. But if you are keeping the company, of someone who is valued, someone who is respected, someone who is, then a little bit of that comes towards you too.
0: Same way about the thoughts.
1: What kind of thoughts we always keep thinking about and saying to others? If our thoughts, if our words are encouraging, inspiring, helping others to let go of their negativity, those thoughts, you become a good company. Your company is satsang to that person. But earlier I said the best satsang is your mantra meaning. When you are repeating your mantra, you are really repeating about your peaceful state, your connection with the divine, your divinity. So, company we keep outside of other people, and the company we keep in our own loneliness when we are alone. When we are alone, the best company is your month. Through that month, you are keeping the company of your own higher self.
0: There was say, a
1: As the story goes, there was a king. There is always a king in the Indian stories. So the king noticed this holy man who was walking around and he was always smiling. The king told his minister, what is the secret of his happiness? I wish I knew. He deputed the minister to go and find out. Minister goes to this holy man, says Maharaj, you're always happy. What is the secret of your happiness? Please tell me. The holy man says, well, that's a long story, but looking at you, this thought came to my mind, you're going to die in a month. When this person heard that he's going to die in a month, all the questions and all the drama that was going on, there was only one thing on his mind, that this life I took, I came as a human being and I got so many enemies and I have cheated so many people and I have done wrong to so many people and others have done wrong to me. All this drama that I'm always wrapped up in, it's all going to end in a month. I'd never really paid attention to my own divinity my own self, pure self. This life has been wasted. Walking back to his house, he started really reflecting on his life, the life he had lived. And he was in a remorse. What a waste of this life. I have just wasted away. At least I could do something in the meantime. I have a month. So the first thing I should do is really, all the people I have wronged, first I should go and clean that up. Before cleaning that up, there was a big ego. How could I go and ask for forgiveness? But now the ego is going to leave in a month. So he figured this is the time to really just clean the list. So he made a list of all the people that he had to go and ask for forgiveness. After that was done in a couple of weeks, he said, I still got two weeks and I'm holding all this resentment towards others who have wronged me. Why to carry that in my life? Why not just go out and give them forgiveness? Even my blessing. He did that. All the next two weeks, he just went, even though somebody who had harmed him, wronged him, he just said, I forgive you. I do not want to concern myself with anything of this world, I want to leave it all behind so I can move free and clear of this world towards my divinity. Two weeks passed, that holy man was visiting the village next door, he heard that that holy being is there. He goes to him, he said, today is the last day of this life.
0: And I'm the happiest man.
1: Now I have no questions. Please just give me a blessing so I can move on. The holy man looked at him He said, ah, that is the secret of happiness. That is the secret of happiness. And I never told you. I told you you'll die in a month, but I didn't tell you a month from what date. So go live happily ever after from now on. Things that we hold on to in the name of protecting our ego that really keeps us in the unhappiness and keeps us away from the pure soul, pure divine being that we are. If we always stay in the remembrance of that, yes, I am capable of seeing my light, being my light. I am capable. While I was telling this story, it really reminded of the story of my mother. My mother was a very pious woman. She lived in a village, in India. And whoever came to her, if they needed something, she would give it to them. So she had given money and grains and you name it. And those people remembered that they had to pay her back. So my mom, once she went back to the village, A week before she left her body, she called all the women in the village. She said, well, I may not return to to the village now. I'm living with my sons in the city. I just came to tell you, you do not owe me anything. Whatever I have given, it's yours. So if you ever have thought to give it back to me, you do not have to. I just came to clear that up. Had she not cleared that up and left her body, she will have to come back to clear that up. And she said, I did, do not want to come back again. So I just wanted to clear it up. Had she died thinking, that's, that one owes me this much. That one owes me that much. And this one, she really wanted to clear everything before she left this planet. It's a simple little story, but not a, it's not a story. It's, it's a truth that happened that I witnessed. So things that we hold on to
0: really keeps us away from our pure divinity.
1: I have come alone in wholeness and I live alone in my wholeness. I do not take anything from this world with me. We never know when this life flame can be snuffed away. in The age group that we are in every day, couple of days I hear somebody is leaving their body. And so it's a good thing to remember that, not to take on more. If we really have little time, and let's just start cleaning this up. We do not want to hold on to anything.
0: Pay attention to the company we keep,
1: thoughts and people. Lots of people value their time and the quality of their life, just how many friends they have. What are those friends? If you really look at all the friends you have, how much of our interaction is on the surface? We talk about things that really don't mean anything. We just talk and talk.
0: the friends,
1: the people that we call friends, we really stay very much on the surface, having a little fun for a moment. Then we are left alone
0: to ourselves. When I am alone, do I ever look in myself in the mirror and try to see the pure divinity within me, the goodness in me, I have been good today. I have forgiven
1: someone today. I have I know people have done wrong to me or people, um, I know, I don't really remember that. I don't even think about it. I just bypass it because I keep seeing goodness in them. And it always comes back many If we are looking for, if we set out to look at the, the, the smallness of others, our energy gets entangled in that smallness and we never go beyond that. And this is a beautiful practice, beautiful practice, to be able to overlook the smallness of those in our life. That is the real prayer, that is the real worship, that is the real connection towards God, that always focus on the goodness in the other and in yourself.
0: And that way, we protect
1: ourselves too. Compassion, discernment, right thoughts, and right company. These four things are very important for a spiritual aspect. Anyway, thank you, so beautiful to see you. And uh, I had no idea what I was going to talk about, but these lines started coming in my head. So I shared with you and hopefully you find some pearls.
0: I would love to stop right here. For a moment, just close your eyes. Welcome a breath,
1: breathe it out. And I would like to open it up for if you have any questions or any thoughts that may have come to your mind or something you want to share. Please share things that make sense to everybody. Don't talk about your cat and the dog and all those things. Talk about that can inspire
0: others to listen. Shannon? Yes, if you'd, if you'd like to speak to Babaji
2: directly, you can let me know by uh, letting me know in the chat. I'd like to speak with Babaji. And if you'd like me to relay a question or a comment to him, I'm happy to do so as well. You can chat that to me. For those of you who are used to going into breakout rooms at this time, just want to mention that we did a different format or we're doing a different format. There will be breakout rooms at the end. So here's your chance to speak with Babaji. Um, There's a question, Babaji. Um, Can you ask Baba to speak more about the protection?
1: That is the protection. All those four things. Like the first one was Daya, compassion. If somebody is doing something to you, they're really seeking some attention. Can you give attention to them in that moment? not the kind of attention that your reactive mind thinks. Stopping from reacting, just pull back, look at yourself, take a nice deep breath, ground yourself, don't flow towards reacting, but responding. And sometimes don't even need to, just hold yourself back from reacting, just pull back, take a nice deep breath, and just even smile, don't smirk, smile. (laughs) Sometimes people do that and they're very um, passive, what is it called? They're very aggressive, but they look very passive. So really look what's happening inside you. Inside should be uh, compassion, not judgment, because smirk comes from judgment. I'm holier than thou. I can see you, <laughs> but not like that. So this is protection. Protection means this compassion and have little thought, daya vivek vichar and satsami. These four limbs that I have talked about today, they're very good armors. They deflect many things.
2: Thank you, Baba G. Um, Marcy, did you want to ask a question directly? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. It was it's another Marcy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Marcy Sklo. Oh, I'm sorry, Marcy. I thought it was Marcy Sklo, but it is you, Marcy. Compassion question. <clears throat> okay. Um, I guess I have a compassion question because for me, um. I guess sometimes it's hard for me to feel the pain of another if I haven't been there before or if I'm having a hard time understanding it. And um, I'm not sure really how to do that if I just stop for a minute and don't respond and I pull back will that help me to understand somebody's pain when I've never been in that situation
1: before to experience that? You will. Because in the, when you are in front of someone, you begin to flow towards that person from a place of judgment. You put him in a box and then you start reacting. So, When you pull back and just come back to yourself, don't let your energy flow. The more connected, centered, grounded you are in yourself, you will begin to see where that person is and what they need. And it sounds very simple, but it's a practice that we all need to practice all the time. Coming back to yourself and the best way to come back to yourself is really bringing your attention towards your navel. You're looking outside, but a part of you is looking down here, just like you are driving. Looks like you're looking somewhere else, but a part of you is in touch with the road and everything. So it's that subtle. A part of you is always connected with your grounded self. You're not totally flowing you're holding towards the other person.
0: It's a practice, practice,
1: practice, practice.
2: So, next up, uh, Babaji, is how do we know if we're doing the right thing and if we're in the company of
0: truth?
1: Look at the things that you are doing. The inspiration for that is coming from your mind or it's coming from your soul. Things that are coming from the mind is always focused on making you feel good in the moment. And the the inspiration that comes from the atma, soul, is thinking about what's making the other feel good, what's making our environment feel good. So things that feel good in the moment are not necessarily just the right thing to do. Sometimes holding back is also doing something.
2: Goes along very well with the next question, Babaji. Um, modern science is discovering how addictive many aspects of life are, not only tobacco, sex, and drugs, but also digital devices, sugar, and many others. I feel like many spiritual traditions minimized addictions. How can we have compassion for ourselves and our addictions and still move forward on our spiritual path?
1: Compassion for the self is not about having more sugar and more. You know, your mind will say, ah, oh, that feels good. So I'm just being good to myself. That's the mind. But the part of us knows that, yeah, whatever is feeling good right now is not really good for me. So mind will say, good, it's good for me. I want to treat myself. But a part of me also knows that this moment that I'm treating myself, I will have to pay for it sometime later on. So being good, lots of times people think just on a very surface level, what feels good, what is good for the senses, something nice to see, nice to hear, nice to taste, nice to touch. And indulging in those, we say we are being good to ourselves. We are being compassionate to ourselves. But the real compassion to ourselves is really having the discipline. That's the real compassion. Before we act, two bells ring. Before any action, speaking, eating, in your engaging, two bells ring. One is a very loud one. That's called Manki Awaj, the sound of the mind, indisciplined mind. And the other one is a very faint little bell. That's also ringing in the background. Which one do we listen to? Most of the time we listen to the big bell. Yes, this feels good, or I must set these things right, or I have to be right. But the little bell says sometimes, just be, keep quiet, don't say anything. It's not the right time. So having to do a, develop a practice of listening to the small bell is a spiritual practice in itself, a very powerful one.
2: Uh, there's another question, Babaji. When loved ones have left this life, is it reasonable to assume you can stay connected with that soul in this life and in the next?
1: Yes. Just the body is gone. The body is gone. The soul is not. Soul is eternal. That presence is always there. That presence is always there. I was so attached to. My mother, my guru, my father, they are not there anymore. The body is not there. But sometimes just laying in the bed and just sitting with those moments, just totally being in that moment of that company that's imprinted in my mind. that time that you spend in that remembrance is, staying in connection. The moment I think of my guru, my whole body goes through a chemical change almost. When I go in that remembrance of those thoughts, my mind is so focused on that just being there that your whole body experiences it. So just because the loved one is not present in physical form doesn't mean that they're gone. What problem we run into that, then we want to become graspy. And then we begin to compare this moment to them being just hanging around and making sound here and there. If we focus on our time and the, the richness, the sweetness of that moment without getting graspy, it's a very beautiful moment. So those who have been in our life, they have been very important in our life. If they are not in the body any longer, let it not be the cause of our, soul, our suffering. Everybody has come alone and they leave alone when the time is done. The time that we have spent together without being graspy, without being totally thinking about playing those, living those moments in that way, we can live in a little different way. Staying in the remembrance. And let your imagination run a little bit too. Imagination can go either in positive direction or negative direction. Let it go in the positive direction. Stay in the remembrance of those sweet moments. And let that be your meditation without being graspy That was a long answer to a small question. They are not gone anywhere; Just the body is gone. The time you spend grieving, can you just turn that and just think about that time when you were really happy together and stay there, extend that moment. That moment is as precious or even more precious than them being right there. If they were there in front of you, maybe you... You'll be arguing.
2: There are two more questions, Babaji. Um, One is, uh, at times I cannot choose my company. Maybe at work, maybe because of loneliness, what then?
1: how to be in your own company, even when you are surrounded by people. At work, you are engaging with somebody, but you always have a little moment to just find a moment to just stop your breath and slowly release it. Take a couple of deep breaths. The moment you bring your attention to your breath, you are in your own company. So no matter how many people are all around you, you're there, but then come back to your own company. And if you don't know how to, this is the way. Sit on your desk, hold your breath, slowly breathe out or breathe in two, three times, see how calm you feel. So, no matter where you are, the ultimate thing is you have to develop how to be with yourself, be in your own company. Even in the loneliness, look at what kind of thoughts are running in your head. Can you distract your mind from flowing in that direction? And there are many, many techniques for that too. You know, breath is a simple one. And if you want to, do a little more. In that moment, check which nostril is flowing more. If you don't want to, to have your thoughts flow in that direction, all you need to do is change the flow of your breath, the swar. So if you are thinking of certain thoughts that you're not feeling comfortable with, so, what to do is check which nostril is more dominant, more flowing, and then focus your energy on changing the flow. How do you change the flow? The one that's a little obstructed. Close the one that's flowing and very slowly breathe in through, breathe in and out through the one that's a little obstructed. And you'll see when this one clears up, your thought has cleared. Changing the swar is the best way to change the flow, flowing of the mind. And these are the little practices you can do when you are alone in your bed. You're laying in the bed. You can't fall asleep. Your mind is going through all this different direction. Instead of just riding on the thoughts, come back check which nostril is more dominant, close that, and focus on in and out through the other one, and you see your mind has come back home, and it's more restful.
2: That provoked a couple more questions, Um, but the next one is, where is the balance between accomplishment that can be a gateway to seva and the ability to release the need for doing?
1: I think the most important thing before even doing seva is finding your own peace, stillness, Groundedness, not be agitated, not be looking for something outside all the time. I think the more we are able to be at peace, be in contentment with ourselves, no matter where we are, our presence becomes a seva. So I think the most important work for us in this day and age is really to find our peace, find our wholeness, not find it, try, not try to find it through the other, find it by yourself, then no matter where you are, your presence becomes, a you will do the right thing if you are connected with yourself. Our work is really to find our wholeness, identify with that. Then no matter where we are, the right action will come out of us. You don't have to go out and do it for the sake of doing. And looking at who is in front of me right now, I think this this is the most important thing for us all to find our wholeness, find our peace. Live in the world, engage, play our roles, whatever we have to do. But ultimately, at the end of the day, always come back to yourself and say, I'm peaceful. Content. And anything that does not support it, we have to remember nothing is worth losing your peace. Nothing. And we are much better off if we keep remembering this while we are still, our is functioning, our mind is functioning, and we are engaging. Because the day will come, the last day of this life, nothing, it's all useless. It's a beautiful day today. The sun is shining and look. Some work is going on at Uppasana. So part of my mind is a little there. So I would like to take leave of you. and Thank you for your presence. No matter where you are, let's just Close our eyes for a moment. Thinking of people connected through the Zoom from all over the world. Let's just bring peace in our heart. Be grateful for this breath. Be grateful for this moment when we are focused on our own peace. And may this peace radiate out in the world. May there be peace and harmony in the world. Thank you all very much. I'll see you next week.